Life is a journey, and the fourth section of the Psalms, known as the Numbers Psalms, show us the goodness and guidance of God along that journey. If we want to move forward, we must look up. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open the Word of God and find direction for the road of life. There's a great deal of talk today about worship, and yet I wonder, I truly do, how much actual worship is being done. Remember, Jesus once said uh, that the Father was seeking true worshipers, those who would worship Him in spirit and in truth. I think it's possible that much of what is called worship today is anything but worship. In fact, it may be the exact opposite of worship because it doesn't lead us to God, it leads us to man. Anything that lifts up man is not worship. No, if it is, it's the wrong kind of worship. It's idolatry because true worship always lifts up God alone. That's the message of Psalm 95. And the key of Psalm 95 is verse number 6, a famous verse. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. What a verse. Listen to the verse. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. This is not just about the posture of your body. This is about the attitude of your soul. Do you see the bowing down? Do you see the kneeling? What is this? This is a reminder that true worship brings us low and lifts God high. Now, the irony and the beautiful work of God is this, that the lower we go, the higher we go. (laughs) That as we humble ourselves, the Lord lifts us up. That if you want to ascend with Him, if you want to live in heavenly places, then you must first humble yourself. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. We do not know exactly who wrote Psalm 95 or the setting of it. Psalm 95 is quoted in the New Testament. In fact, the writer of Hebrews quotes uh, prolifically from this psalm in Hebrews chapter number 4 and refers to it as being in David. So, Perhaps it's just a reference to the fact that it is in these Psalms of David, but I I think more than likely Psalm 95 was written by David, and David was a man who knew something about worship. If I ask you, tell me about David, immediately someone would say, oh, he's a king. I would say first, he was a worshiper. Someone would say, well, he was a warrior. No, no, first, he was a worshiper because every good thing in life, and everything God allows you to do grows out of your worship. It grows out of your attitude towards the Lord. And that really is what Psalm 95 is all about. If you begin in verse 1, uh, down through verse number 2, he shows us the way to worship. He says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. Here's the way to worship. How do you worship? You worship by beginning to give God praise and glory. When you begin to thank the Lord, immediately it ushers you into the presence of God. That's why in a later psalm, just a page over, Psalm 100 says, "...enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise." Because as you begin to praise and give God thanks, it brings your heart into an attitude of worship. It literally brings you into the throne room of heaven. Remember, God inhabits the praises of His people. So would you like to be near God today? 
The way to be near God is simply to begin to acknowledge God, to acknowledge God for who He is, to give Him glory and thanks and praise. And when you do that, God leads you into an attitude of worship. That's why worship is not contingent on our emotion. It's a choice. There is a a decision of the will, our volition to say, I'm going to worship God. Somebody says, I don't feel like singing. Well, that's when you need to sing. I don't, I don't feel much like giving thanks today. Just begin to give God thanks and it will lead you to an attitude of worship. We don't worship because we feel like it. We worship because He's worthy of it. We don't worship because we simply desire it. We worship because He deserves it. This is the way to worship. Then in the heart of the psalm, he shows us the wonder of worship. He says, for the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. You see, the the whole attitude of worship, the whole idea of worship is we stand in awe of who God is. We wonder at Him. We use the word wonderful pretty freely today. We say that was a wonderful meal or this is a wonderful place or that's a wonderful person. But in reality, there's only one who's truly wonderful. That's one of His names, you'll remember, and that is our great God. And we should stand in awe of Him. We should be full of wonder at who God is. So the wonder of worship is not the singer, not the preacher, uh, not the the person that supposedly is leading uh, on a platform in some worship gathering somewhere. The wonder of worship should be all eyes on Jesus. And anything that draws our attention and our admiration and our affection to men is the exact opposite of worship. Worship says, look to God alone. Only God is truly great. It's interesting that in this passage, he emphasizes God's hands. In verse 4, it says, In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. Verse 5, The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Verse 7, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Now, why this repeated emphasis on the hands of God? Well, God's hands, of course, are a reminder of his power, his, his strength. His divine ability. We should stand in awe of God. We should be full of wonder at the greatness and the strength and the power of our mighty God. I love the fact that God holds the world in His hand. In verse 4 and 5, but in verse 7, I'm in His hand. Aren't you happy about that? Now the same God who created the world, who sustains the world, who holds it all in the palm of His hand, has you in His hand as well. In fact, He not only has you in His hand, the Bible says we are the sheep of His hand. Literally, He's the good shepherd. He's feeding us from His own good hand. It's a reminder that His hand is not only strong, it's tender. These these beautiful aspects and attributes of our great God, His power but His gentleness, coupled together in our life, oh, I stand in awe of Him. I'm full of wonder at Him today. And then at the end of the psalm, He does something most unusual. He not only shows us the way to worship and the wonder of worship, He gives a warning to the worshipers. Listen to the end of Psalm 95. Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said it is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, and whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Do you find it interesting? that in a psalm of worship he gives a warning. You see, if we're not careful in our worship, we lose our reverence. We lose the the transcendence of God. After a while, 
even our worship can become very selfish and very self-centered. We start thinking about our feelings and what we enjoy instead of, is this giving God glory? Is the Lord pleased with this? He moves our attention from His hand at the end of this psalm to our heart. Examine your heart. Is your heart soft towards God, open to God, or have you begun to harden your heart? And He uses this word today if you hear His voice. Worship is always responding to the voice of God. And so today, what will you do today? Will you worship today? We don't just worship on Sunday. We don't just worship in public gatherings. We don't just worship corporately. We must worship personally. We must worship daily today if you hear His voice. Oh, my friend, stay close to God. Forty years they wasted. Forty years because they failed to keep the reverent attitude of worship. I say again, every good thing in life grows and flows out of a heart of worship. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. At every twist and turn in life, God's Word provides direction to make right decisions. We pray that God will continue to guide your life and that you will continue to follow Him. Visit scottpauley.org to download your copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms, listen to full-length Bible messages, read helpful articles, and access many other resources. We look forward to studying the Bible with you on the next Enjoying the Journey.